From NPR News, this is Foreign Dispatch, a weekly roundup of some of the best coverage of news and events filed by NPR's correspondents from around the globe. I'm Kevin Beasley. This week, the terrorist attack in Kenya, how Syrian rebels view the chemical weapons issue, and the basketball prodigy inspiring his countrymen in Greece. The siege at an upscale shopping mall in Kenya is now over. At least 67 people were killed when gunmen from a Somali Islamist group attacked the building while it was crowded with weekend shoppers. Forensic experts have been combing the rubble of the three floors that collapsed, looking for evidence and the bodies of missing civilians and terrorists. At least five of the gunmen were killed by Kenyan security forces, but there are reports that more than that number were involved in the attack. NPR's Gregory Warner, who covered the story in Nairobi, takes us back through the four-day siege. By the second morning of the attack, a handwritten list of names was pinned to a bulletin board in the parking lot of a local hospital. It said simply, List of Dead. Next to the board, I met a Somali woman, head covered by hijab, and her cousin in a checkered sport coat. They pointed out all the Muslim names on the list. Kadir Mughal. Mohammed. The one on top. Here. There's so many Muslims. Giving only her last name, Adam, the woman said that she'd come to collect the body of her cousin, Yasmin Hersi, a Somali-born Muslim who left Mogadishu fleeing al-Shabaab, the al-Qaeda-linked extremists who claimed responsibility for the mall attack. She said her cousin had been making a new life in Kenya, he'd just gotten married, and was looking forward to learning Swahili. The next day, as police helicopters continued to swirl overhead, survivors took refuge in a nearby trauma center, where Iowa-born psychologist Ilya Yasevich directed a team of counselors. Some witnesses told her they'd been in the movie theater in the mall when the attack began. On the marquee was the Will Smith sci-fi flick, After Earth. For some of them, they weren't notified that this was happening. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were in the movie theaters and watching the movie while these things were happening in the rest of the mall. So when they exited the, the movie theater... That's when they saw the dead bodies and heard gunfire. Just like the movie hasn't ended. Cell phone videos, this one was published in the British Daily Mail, showed the massive scale of the surprise attack, launched on a Saturday lunch hour when more than a 1,000 people, many families with children, were inside. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta addressed rumors that Westerners were among the attackers. Intelligence reports had suggested that a British woman and two or three American citizens may have been involved in the attack. We cannot confirm the details at present. An FBI official reached by NPR urged caution about the presence of U.S. citizens among the terrorists before anyone's taken fingerprints or DNA. Manish Shah is the director of the other mall in Nairobi most popular with foreigners, the Village Market, near the U.S. Embassy. That makes me scared as to, you know, at what level of protection do we give our shoppers. He says he woke up to a new Nairobi, feeling that the government was ill-equipped to handle the terrorist threat. America has not been able to handle al-Qaeda. And with that in mind, who are we when it comes to situations like this? U.S. counterterrorism officials told NPR that some of the terrorists who launched this attack might have changed clothes. 
and escaped with the fleeing shoppers. Gregory Warner, NPR News, Nairobi. how Syrian rebels view the chemical weapons issue, and the basketball prodigy inspiring his countrymen in Greece. Syrian opposition leaders say they were deeply disappointed by the U.S. decision to call off planned military strikes against Syria to punish the Assad government's alleged use of chemical weapons. Leaders of the exiled opposition movement made their views known to Secretary of State John Kerry at a meeting on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. Meanwhile, on the ground in southern Syria, rebel commanders say US promises of military aid appear to be on hold as Washington pursues a diplomatic track. NPR's Deborah Amos has been speaking with the rebel commanders and she filed this report from neighbouring Jordan. A satellite cell phone rings for rebel commander Bashar Azawi, at home with his family in the Jordanian city of Irbid. It's a rare domestic break for this wealthy businessman turned rebel commander, but he's anxious to get back to his battalion of 5,000 fighters in southern Syria. They're taking part in a rebel offensive that is squeezing the Syrian army around the city of Dera. Military analysts say the fight is one of the most strategically important because Dara, close to Damascus, is the regime's stronghold in the southwest. And you're going in to Dara tonight? Yeah, sure. What will be your aims? What will you be doing? Escalation. I'm a leader of a brigade, so my job is not to preach peace. He shrugs off disappointment with the most recent U.S. policy shifts, abandoning military strikes to focus on the diplomatic track in cooperation with Russia. Azawi is focused on the fight for Dara, where he says months of quiet preparation have paid off. Rebel sources say earlier this year, Saudi Arabia stepped up arms shipments through Jordan. The CIA vetted the rebel groups that received the arms to make sure none went to Islamist extremists. We don't have extremists in the south, says Azawi. There is a good command between the groups, and hopefully we will be successful. But there is a shortage of ammunition. And that's where Azawi and other commanders see a link between the U.S. turn to diplomacy and waning U.S. support for rebels on the ground. The pipeline of weapons, ammunition, as well as non-lethal aid pledged by the U.S. has slowed in recent weeks. America's focus as Azawi has shifted to destroying chemical weapons, while the rebels insist on destroying the regime. We were hoping for an intervention that didn't happen. Everyone's only talking about chemical weapons now. Azawi heads the Yarmouk Brigade, which is part of the Supreme Military Council, backed by Washington and the Saudis, considered the moderate wing of the rebel movement, which is strong in the south. The brigade regularly uploads battle reports to YouTube, showing rebel fighters attacking regime checkpoints. But the capture of the city of Dara has remained out of reach. Some of the Assad regime's strongest forces are in the Dara region, says Abu Ismail, a defected army general who heads the southern command. 
Abu Ismail, who taught military strategy in a Syrian war college before the revolution, says a U.S. strike could have changed the balance against the regime. In the beginning, the regime was afraid. They evacuated most of the military headquarters and the security branches. But after the Russian-U.S. agreement, the regime felt comfortable and started escalating. And there has been another change, he says. On some battlefronts, the Assad regime has replaced Syrian field commanders with Iranians and Hezbollah fighters, the Lebanese militants. Iran and Hezbollah have better experience in street wars. We hear only promises from the Americans, he says, to supply and strengthen moderate rebels in the south. (laughs) They've been talking about it for a long time. Do they ask you about, are your guys moderate? We developed trust. In the beginning, they were afraid. Now there is trust. They know who the moderates are and who is not. The extremists are in the north, he says. In the south, rebels are focused on Dara. And he says they need all the help they can get. Deborah Amos, NPR News. More than two-thirds of Greeks under the age of 24 are out of work. And life is even tougher for the children of immigrants, many of whom are stateless in a society that blames foreigners for many of its problems. But a Greek-Nigerian basketball prodigy has defied the odds, and he was recently drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. It's giving young people in Greece a sense of pride. Joanna Kakisis has the story. A few months ago, most Greeks had never heard of a six-foot, nine-inch teenager named Yanis Adetokumbo. He played for a minor league team in an Athens suburb. He was born and raised in Greece, but his parents are Nigerian. He only received his citizenship this May. Then, on June 27th, the NBA's David Stern made this announcement in New York. With the 15th pick in the 2013 NBA draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo from Athens, Greece. He last played for Fiel Atletikos in Greece. Yanis, wearing a gray blazer, leapt from the crowd. His older brother, Thanasis, waved a giant blue and white Greek flag. Yanis looked ecstatic as he spoke to a TV reporter. It's a wonderful feeling. I can't describe how excited I feel, you know. It's a, it's a dream come true. It was actually a dream come true for his entire family. His parents, Charles and Veronica, moved to Athens from Lagos, Nigeria in 1991. Charles says there were no opportunities in the Nigerian economy. And the opportunity are slipping away, so people decided to leave, and that's why we decided to leave. In Greece, the couple picked oranges on farms. They sold worry beads and purses on city streets. And their four sons, Thanasis, Yanis, Kostas and Alex, often joined them. I work too, says Yanis, who's more comfortable speaking in his native language, Greek. We all had to work to survive. The Adetokumbos were the only black family in their corner of Sepolia, a bare-bones neighborhood in western Athens. Unlike other immigrants in the city, they say they never faced racism, but they did struggle to pay their rent once they were evicted. The boys found their escape at the local outdoor basketball court. Sanasis Adatokumbo says it was a place to forget that they couldn't afford shoes and sometimes even food. Outside the court, 
we didn't have stuff, we didn't like have many things in life. But in the court, you felt like I have everything. Other kids in the neighborhood feel the same way about basketball, says Vasilis Xenarios, a former coach in Sepolia. It's a way for kids to escape their family's economic problems. Neighborhoods like these struggled even before the crisis, and now they are being crushed. But neighbors also help each other here, and they were very devoted to the Adetokumbos. A local cafe offered them free breakfast every morning. A neighbor, Dimitris Matsagas, gave Yanis his clothes. I always knew Yanis was going to be a big deal, Matsagas says. He lived his childhood on that basketball court. Everyone here is excited that one of their own has made it so big. Yanis Adetokumbo is a household name. On the outdoor court where he once played, a group of 11-year-old boys now chant his name. They all want to get better at basketball, but the Greek state has no way of helping them, says Spiros Velignatis, the coach who discovered Yanis. When there is nobody around to, to help those kids, which are plentiful of talent. You have to rely on personal initiatives. Velignatis brought Yanis and his older brother Thanasis to the team called Philatliticos, where they flourished and where NBA scouts spotted Yanis. Velignatis also pushed the club to give the Adetokumbo family a monthly stipend so the boys wouldn't have to work. The Adetokumbo brothers practiced with Philatliticos this summer. All four are talented players. This fall, the family is moving with Yanis to Milwaukee. Some fans there call Yanis Jibo for short. His Greek-Nigerian name is, at the moment, too hard to pronounce. He says he's excited about his new team and city. He credits his country, Greece, for helping him get there. Yes, we did have some hard times growing up in Greece, he says. But if you took me back in time and asked me to live my life over, I'd do it again. For NPR News, I'm Joanna Kikissis. For more international coverage, you can listen to your local NPR station. You'll find a list at our website, npr.org. And while you're there, you can find more international stories by clicking on News and World. For NPR News, I'm Kevin Beasley.